transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. Prepare to have your bones chilled and your hairs raised. It's the Whack Arnold's Brothers Podcast. Welcome home. Oh, if you, if it lives in a pineapple under the, no, that's the SpongeBob thing. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, you, you know, it's hard. We it's do hard need to a come theme up, song. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to come up with theme songs when all the good ones are taken. <laughs> wow. Either way, this is the Whack Arnold's Brothers. You know that. <laughs> yeah, we're back to a, it seems like it's been a while, but we're back to a traditional uh, setting here. <laughs> yeah, traditional. <laughs> Yeah, we uh, fresh off a string of uh, 80s movie, horror movie roundups. We, you know, we're back to kind of doing a like a standard kind of movie of the week, which I, yeah. you know, I look at it as almost, you know, like the classic monster of a week TV format. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like X-Files. <laughs> exactly, man. I think it's fucking classic. I think it's classy. And I, yeah. you know. Uh, it's it's it was fun. I think we both talked about it. It was like though though the roundups are those deep dives are fucking great. Like to just get nerdy on, mm-hmm. um, it's it's it was something like you know it's fun to just like take out take out one of these movies and just right <laughs> just laugh at it, man. And like the movie we picked out for episode forty three here, Maniac Cop is. Yep. Oh, it's it's good, man. It's and I can see why they tried to make sequels out of it, you know, off of it. <laughs> right. It's yeah. This, the sequels are like this. The sequels get you know, the the sequels all right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the the two of the main characters from this movie, uh, the um, Teresa Mallory and then uh, Bruce Campbell's character, they get killed pretty quickly in the sequel. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> and then the third one is like really bad, but. There for so there's a scene in this movie like where we see a flashback of um the maniac cop and how he was in jail. Oh my god, gets, yeah, yeah. It's killed in the shower. That is it that scene for scene happens in both sequels. <laughs> oh god. It's becoming one of my all-time favorite sequel tropes is just using, like, the exact footage. Uh, it's like, Jesus Christ. Can't get away. Oh, my God. Yeah, this uh, this movie, like, as, as you mentioned, this movie uh, has Bruce Campbell in it, which is always so fucking great to see him in something you know in something but it also has one of your horror movie, yeah. horror movie staples uh yeah. mr tom atkins the, yeah, he, he's amazing he is dude he's like like one of the quintessential tom atkins yeah. type characters if you ask me <laughs> like, yeah he's good when he's playing like a detective or a yeah kind of like his role in halloween three where <laughs> He's short yeah. on nonsense, man. <laughs> right. Oh, but yeah, I love yeah, that this. this... Is... Oh, what, what were you going to say? Oh, go for it. That's it. Well, I was just going to say it's a Larry Cohen production. It's yeah, directed buddy. by uh, William Lustig, who apparently likes the apparently likes the word maniac because he also directed the movie Maniac. Yeah. And then 
also directed Maniac Cop 2 and 3. So he really likes the word maniac. But I, So he's... Um, something interesting that I learned while doing like some research for this is that he's the nephew of Jake LaMotta, uh, who was a boxer, who and he inspired the movie Raging Bull. Oh, whoa. Yeah. That's a super, super random tie like to somebody. That's that's crazy. There's also a really young uh, Sam, Sam, I mean, not Sam Raimi, but uh, Ted Raimi uh, cameo in this movie. It doesn't even look like him. He's like, it's near the end. Uh, oh. Or wait, I think, I, I think I know, it, I, I, it actually, I think it actually is Sam. It's one of the two Raimis, but I think it actually is Sam Raimi, but you can't really, it doesn't look like him. Hmm. One of the Raimi boys, eh? <laughs> right. Yeah, dude. Well, that, that makes sense. Like if yeah, Bruce is in on something, it feels like a Raimi is right behind him or right. vice versa. Uh, which I don't know. I can't, you know, I'm still waiting to see what Bruce Campbell's mystery character in the new Doctor Strange movie is going to be. You think there is? You think he'll be? He's confirmed it. Oh, okay. That's yeah, cool. he's, dude, I, I'm just banking like on this is a complete in the weeds moment i'm banking on <laughs> bruce campbell hopefully being like either the announcer this the wrestling announcer that he played in the first movie <laughs> that'd be awesome or like the doorman who like who stops to you know stops peter parker from going into the theater what if he like stops like them from like going into a portal or something he's like uh-uh you gotta turn oh, around. Oh, <laughs> that'd be awesome. That'd be, like something like that would be so fucking killer. Uh, I love. I, it. I, yeah, my favorite is still from the fir- from the yeah when he's the wrestling announcer, dude. Because <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what was he? He was like he was like the uh, the living spider or whatever. And he's like no, you the can't. Living, yeah. <laughs> like, you can't. Like, that's fucking. Te- you're like that's terrible, kid. The Spider Man. <laughs> it's just oh, great. Man. Uh, yeah. Um, and that that okay branching off of this is my last bruce campbell anecdote have you ever watched ash versus the evil dead uh unfortunately i have not so i don't have stars but it, it's on netflix now so if you oh, have really? yeah I, okay. i've been watching it on netflix recently like i mean like the, i'm still in like the first season but it's 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 pretty cool like for what a, you know it's it's gory as fuck and it like hmm. I don't know. It's it's just kind of like an interesting like addendum to the Evil Dead franchise, I think. But Yeah, I, be- I believe that. But this movie has nothing to do with Evil Dead. No, it does not. Well, so, I guess it, it does have to do with someone that's kind of dead. evil and dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is is just so fucking great. I love that it opens one with like that big Larry Cohen, you know, credit. And then it just does this like slow, like, I don't know, montage of like a police officer putting together his uniform. It's slow. It's, yeah, it is. We, we mentioned the credits, but this one, like it, like, it's like, you know, putting on like a fucking cuff link and then it'll like pause on that, on the moment. And then it'll continue into like, you know, something that it just takes forever. Yeah, it shows him like loading his gun, putting a, a nightstick in, putting yeah. extra ammunition in, putting his belt on, putting his gloves on, putting his hat on. And yeah, it's, it's just you know. it's it's it, it's it's a lot. It's a drag. But you jump right into a, a bit of a nighttime scenario where, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, a uh, presumably like a bartender or, or you know some uh, somebody or something yeah at, at this bar is getting off of work starting to go home 
when she gets fucking jumped by a couple of dudes <laughs> who she later names as Puerto Ricans. <laughs> like, yeah. like, <laughs> I was like, that's like super specific, dude. <laughs> He's fucking two Puerto Ricans jumped me. Like, anyway, so she gets jumped by these two dudes and she does actually. So this was cool. She fucking fights them off, mm-hmm. you know, like at first and like gets away while this fucking loafer across the streets just watching. Right. Yeah. Like, you what fucking, a fucker. <laughs> dude, yeah. Like, get up, man. And the, anyway, so she gets away and kind of like, you know, chasing Sue's down down the fucking block to, uh, you know, like a park or a playground. Like a park, yeah. And, you know, she's kind of like hiding out. And, you know, uh, eventually she, you know, the, the, car- the Puerto Ricans come, at, come after her. And <laughs> I guess I don't have names for them now that I'm thinking about There's, it. They don't have names, yeah. Thug one and thug two. Uh, they they you know come running towards her and she's you know turns around and sees like a cop like a shadow of like a police officer you Mm -hmm. know like you know with the cap on and everything like lurking there yeah yeah like fucking frankenstein over here lurking around though you don't know anything about this officer let me say that so she runs up to him like thinking like oh my god thank you there's the thank you officer these like people are fucking you know after me and all this shit and what does that dude do like takes her the fuck out dude yeah because because like, you you don't see his face yet but she like sees his face gets startled and then he quickly starts choking her and then just fucking snaps her neck yeah dude like a fucking like just like picks her like, up super just, like yeah just like, it was just like this moment you're, it was ooh. like michael it was like michael myers-esque strength yes dude yeah. yes indeed um <laughs> and it's like as far as you know from there like the because i believe like the other the other dudes well no they don't get away because they get arrested in like the next scene or something yeah like that. there's like a there's like a quick scene where uh like the police are investigating her dead body and you see them pull the muggers out of a the back seat and like throw them against the chain link fence and they're like it wasn't us it was a it was a cop yeah that's right um and then that takes you kind of into your first introduction to tom atkins character right which which you you don't learn his name yet um quite yet but his name is lieutenant frank mccray and he's basically speaking with a gentleman doing an autopsy on her and he mentions how the hematomas on her neck and like the, the he doesn't believe that those two Puerto Ricans could have done could have done this to her. Yeah, because you know, like he's like you mentioned, like they they kind of see like some of the damage done, and they're like, you, you, "Did you see the size of those two? Like, do you think yeah. that they could have done this? Like, right? You know, like, uh, and so like you know, it's kind of, and that's sort of it. Like almost from the get go, you have this vibe of like authority doesn't want like any sort of like suspicion on them mm-hmm. you know or like attached to them in any way you know yeah. um including like in this scene where you're sort of just like all right like there's you know they're just immediately trying to pin it on somebody else but then yep yep which happens more later obviously but yeah yeah so then you kind of find yourself in <laughs> uh 
I don't know, some uh, situation where some some young folks are driving around having a couple of brewskis and uh, they pull up to a light and they seemingly get stopped by a police officer who has some really funny behavior. they start macking at first. They're, the, the guys are mad. They're stopped at a red light, and she's like, "Don't worry, babe. Like, like we have some time." And they start kissing, and then yeah, like you mentioned, the the officer rolls up, and this whole you know he doesn't speak. Obviously, he's not speaking, so like he kind of like fingers, like gestures for the guy to come yeah. over to him. Yeah. But, it's like uh, it's fucking great like he like it's all like he like taps on the one on the window gestures for the dude to come out of the car walks him up to the front and all you see is just like you know gesturing and stuff and then all of a sudden wha-bam! the dude just gets smacked in the fucking dome yeah he like pulls it you see him pull out this blade from a yeah. sheath like whap him twice and then with once again with some like strength like grabs him and throws him behind him yeah smashes into the windshield breaking it and blood just displaying everywhere yeah it's fucking nuts and then the lady just that in the car just you know freaking out just hops in this in the driver's seat and just tears the hell out of there and, it, and, and it's almost like the the maniac cop like just like disappeared because when you see her driving off like he's nowhere in sight yeah it's it's kind of crazy like it's because it's hard it's hard to tell at this point like what kind of entity or creature this this thing is Mm -hmm. because like speed and stuff like that that's different but you know from there it kind of takes you into oh this is the 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 scene you get the you get introduced to richard roundtree's character yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, the commish dude commissioner (laughs) commissioner pike because yeah uh, yeah i've tried to say that roundtree's been in a lot of shit but Unfortunately, right now I can't like pinpoint stuff he's been in, but he, dude, he's one he of those... was, he was the original John Shaft. Oh, interesting, Shaft. <laughs> uh, hmm. But yeah, he's also been in like a litany of just like mm-hmm. like things like like horror movies and like other like sort of genre specific the... mo- uh, movies. So he was like the television version of Shaft, like the the original Shaft, or was it... I don't uh, know much about Shaft. All I like know the... about Shaft. Yeah, no, it was like a, um, was it a show? It like a, or was it- no, it was a movie, but it was like a nineteen. It was like in the seventies. Right. I can't remember what year, but because obviously there's the Samuel L. Jackson Shaft, but yeah. he wasn't the original, so that's interesting. No, but, yeah, it was like, and then that spawned like a whole lot, like litany of other Shaft movies, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And there's like I can't remember what movie exactly it is, but there's this epic cover where there's like Richard Roundtree with like a fucking chain gun or whatever, and like you know, like <laughs> strapped to the gills, like he's about to blast some ho- somebody, who's like, you know, just like that kind of dude, like that mm. kind of actor, classic. But like what a black, fucking name yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Anyway. So his character is that he's the commissioner, his commissioner Pike. Uh, he thinks that you know it, it's probably some lunatic who's dressing up as a cop to discredit the police force mm-hmm. uh which is quite a conspiracy theory um McCra- detective or sorry lieutenant mccray mentions how he thinks it could be someone on the force he wants a police psychologist to talk to the officers pike wants mccray to keep quiet about it and then we also briefly learn and i don't even really know why this was brought up because it wasn't mentioned 
at all later in the movie or followed up on, but we learned that at some point, McCray's previous partner was killed in the line of duty. Yeah. Yeah, they like... It's like strange if they bring up like he bring like almost as like a jab or something. He's like, he's like, well, didn't you experience emotional distress and, and shit? And then like drops that bomb, which right. you, you're right. Like it doesn't really hold any any other bearing in like anything in the movie. But um, yeah, it's just random. Yeah, just strange. Uh, and then, you know, so like you said, he kind of sloughs it off and like then it takes you to the kind of um i think it's just like another uh like night time yeah. yeah nighttime <laughs> sort of sort of kills kills or uh, well you know like this uh this guy uh, he looks like he's carrying like a trombone or something like that yeah some some like, some form of musical instrument in a ca- giant case yeah yeah he like it's like you're following him to his car and he gets in his car or gets to his car puts his like instrument or something away and uh that's when he gets like uh, you know he has a run-in with the law we'll say yeah the the maniac cop just walks up fucking puts the dude in cuffs yeah and he's like it's my car it's my car spins him around goes to unsheath his blade and the the guy runs off still in cuffs yeah uh, it's kind of like a it's like a you know, we see him running for a little while. His wrists are already bloody. Like he tr- he stumbles up to a apartment complex and tries yeah. using his tries using his. It's kind of like a funny scene, but tries using his nose to, uh, you know, like hit a buzzer on an apartment just to, to alert somebody, but they're not having it. And <laughs> you, the way he gets like finished off is pretty funny because i did not see that coming you <laughs> you, you just think that maniac cop's gonna catch up to him and you know slice him or whatever but he ends up tripping and falling into some like not like brand new concrete but it looks like concrete that was maybe poured just like a little bit prior he trips and falls face first into it and then maniac comes up and basically shoves his face into it suffocating yeah. him and killing him yeah it's just like i feel like some of these some of these kills are just like they get comical to me for a little because you just see like the maniac's white glove and then like you know like like (laughs) smushing the dudes like suffocating the dude's head into the cement you're just like it looks like i don't know like it's just a really funny image to me but yeah that's that, that 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 death was like i really thought he was just gonna get like slashed up or something like that but you totally. know and then the next the, the next scene where it kind of like it just zooms out and there's like workers like jackhammering the bodies out of the fucking cement you know? <laughs> so good it's like, and it's like I guess that like it had me thinking though too. I was just like I guess that they would have to do something like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, Unfortunately. Yeah, that fucking sucks. And someone and someone would have to relay the concrete. Uh, like what? Oh man. If I was that construction working on that side, I'd be pretty fucking pissed. Yeah. Thanks a lot, maniac. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and then you know we kind of <laughs> kind of follow up with. Uh, with uh mccray mm-hmm. you know going to a night one of those nighttime establishments aka a bar and mm-hmm. um you know uh who's oh, who's the, he meets yeah her, her name her name he, he refers to her as gina she's the only time she's in the movie but 
Her character's name is credited as Re Regina, and she's apparently like a, a journalist of some sort. Um, he talks to her about the, the maniac cop and how he uh, basically like wants this information to get out that the killer is dressed up as a cop because the police force is like suppressing this information. Um, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just an interesting move, man. It's like. Mm -hmm. Ballsy. but yeah this so he yeah which is like i couldn't like i honestly and just thinking about the plot and stuff i was just like wouldn't would that make it like easier or harder for you to investigate that you, at that point but at, probably you know, harder and I, yeah. and I think you know the things that happen in the movie um like we're in the next scene we see mm -hmm. this this woman get her car breaks down a car a cop comes up and approaches and she thinks it might be the maniac cop and she ends up sh fucking shooting him in the forehead and killing him yeah. i think that's like a little like a kind of an extreme way of saying that like a, a situation like this could result in that where you know people get paranoid and they have fear of of something like that and it can lead to that like it's like i said it's like an extreme uh version of something that could happen but that's something that could was like a good like social commentary about how the paranoia of people because you know we're led to believe that since they announced that yeah that these people people that are already afraid of cops are now even more so afraid of cops you know what i mean yeah exactly and so you know it is it, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a shocking scene because you just but you know it it it's exactly that by that point i think you're that you're talking about and so you know kind of as you see it just sort of like it's like nothing's really like no, it doesn't seem like anything is really like trying to solve the actual problem right now like right. you know and uh you kind of see that in the next in the, one of the next scenes where they're you know i think it's like the commissioner and yeah we, we know, get some... introduced to captain ripley here mm -hmm. um and, and another officer we, we don't learn his name but they're basically walking down the hall talking about the situation um yeah just the commissioner like commissioner kind of mentions to ripley about you know possibly stepping down but ripley says he wants to nail this bastard yeah that was, <laughs> nail the bastard <laughs> it's you know <laughs> classic tough guy cop but totally uh after this you kind of you finally start getting closer and closer to the one of, you know we get introduced you know. to uh yeah we get introduced to a new character here Mm-hmm. And this is uh you know, it's it's uh, it, are they I can't remember, are they married? Yes, yes. Okay, so you get introduced to uh Bruce Campbell's character here in the, uh, in this next sequence, Officer Jack Forrest Jr. Mm -hmm. And um wow, what is his wife's name though? Ellen. That's the real question. Ellen. Oh, that's Ellen. Okay, that's Ellen. And uh they have kind of a strained relationship, it seems like. Yeah. You know, that's sort of painted in this picture. She, it seems like, uh, you know, Jack has been spending long hours on the force. He's out there uh, hitting the grind and uh, it's putting, let's just say, a strain. Yeah. And, we learned that, that they've, you know, attempted to speak to um, do therapy, you know, mm -hmm. and we also see that she's keeping like a little diary of all the, the killings going on. Like it shows her, like, with the, newspaper clipping really quick but yeah we learned that there's you know she's always she wants him to stay home he's always going out and working long hours yeah 
She also mentions that, you know, she's a she's afraid of him and she doesn't know why. Yeah, that's the I mean, and that's the thing I, 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 I couldn't like I can't tell. I think if it's because of like their relationship in general or maybe it's because of like the paranoia of, you know, the, the killer cop out there that we saw her sort of, you know, clipping the articles of and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, is that why she's suspicious? You know, right. because she, you know, anyway, so she decides to uh, follow him as he like. Well, she also she also gets this weird phone like he leaves oh, and then yeah. she like instantly gets this weird phone call. It's like another female. And she mentioned something about uh, I forget like what like- she says something like is it going is he doing or he's doing it tonight or something like that or yeah like to where it's like ellen's ellen thinks that possibly jack is the maniac cop so yeah she grabs her she grabs her gun and she starts to follow him yeah and that leads her to uh like a motel hotel Mm -hmm. A motel, hotel, motel, um, hotel, holiday, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like she is able to get access yeah. to his room. The the front. <laughs> I was like, this this schmuck, dude. Just yeah, fucking wow. up. Uh, but yeah, like the front desk person get, gives her access to the room, thinking yeah. that's his wife or whatever, I guess. But uh, and she discovers him in bed. Bruce Campbell is in bed with another woman. Yep. Which we don't learn her name yet, but her name's Officer. She's a fellow police officer. Her name is uh, Teresa Mallory. But yeah, she stumbles in. Um, she's obviously upset. She starts to mention something about. Uh, he, he asks he asks her why she followed and she starts to mention that she's like I, I was afraid that you're but she doesn't finish what she's saying she ends up pulling the gun out pointing it at him um, uh, you know Jack even kind of uh, like shields Teresa you know um, yeah he does he's like sort of standing in front of her and stuff like yeah, that like, like but Ellen ends up leaving she doesn't uh, you know, she doesn't uh, fire the gun or anything. No. But um, unfortunately, she made a bad decision to follow him that night because as she's leaving, we see her get yanked into a car uh, by the maniac cop. God damn that maniac cop! <laughs> the maniac cop strikes again and again in this damn movie. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, he's slick with it. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Yeah, um, and like you know, it's it's kind of funny because you you wonder if you're gonna if that, you know if, if you know Ellen's gonna be like a character, um, kind of a more prominent character, but nope, nope. And uh, also shout outs to the budget in you you found mm-hmm. you find this budget in uh, mm-hmm. not a sponsor, but he could be. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so the next day, you know, you get this, uh, you know, the classic sort of maid comes yeah. in the room cleaning up. Um, Mentions how the rest, yeah, she like stumbles in and the lamp's knocked over and she's like, oh, it must have been a big party in here last night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, boom, mm-hmm. she discovers the body of Ellen. It's quite a grisly sight too it is it is like, her throat's like slashed up it's not only slashed it's like 
gashed. Like yeah. it was, it was. You don't see much like close up uh, body shots or anything like that. Like you know, later on in the movie, you finally see the maniac cop's face, and it looks pretty good. But the but the practical effects on the throat gash are really good. Yeah, I agree. Um, and yeah, so it, and you know, and then then it kind of takes you to the police, I don't know, fucking academy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, uh, Jack, Captain Ripley. Yeah, Ripley and Jack, like gets pulled out of his. Well, Ripley pulls Jack out of his, uh, you know, clap his whatever was group or whatever, yeah. and informs her him of the the fate of his wife. Uh-huh. And, and he also, and yeah, he admits to having been there at the, uh, at the, uh, hotel. So Ripley, long story short, Ripley, you know, uh, puts him under arrest for suspicion of Ellen's death. Yeah. And which was an interesting, sh- interesting yeah. turn for the character. I was like, oh shit. Cause like, then you find him like getting interrogated and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and he it actually is- spends a chunk of time, like. He does, you know, in 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 the jail, like for this yeah, movie. The, yeah. When they when they're first questioning him, you know, they they have the Ellen's diaries and the clippings, and you know, they basically think that they know they know there's a strain in their relationship, so they're kind of thinking, you know, that might be a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, he could be a suspect because of that, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly but, like it. Then we see, you know, a lawyer come in and speak to him, and he tells the lawyer that uh, he has a witness, someone who was there with him that night, which we, as viewers, we obviously know he's speaking about Mallory. But um, he mentions that uh, he doesn't want to bring her into this unless there's no other way. So he's, he mentions to the lawyer that if they don't find the real killer by the end of the week, that he'll name her. He wants to. He's trying to protect her at this point. Yeah, which is interesting. Like you know, just trying to. Yeah, I don't know. He's a good guy. I guess kind of a good guy there, being a good, little yeah. bit of a good guy there. Um, but then, uh, where's the take? It takes you to, uh, I guess, another, another bar yeah, another, scene, another nighttime there's, scene. There's quite a few of them. Yeah, yeah it's uh, you know, um, McCray and Ripley are at a bar, I believe, and mm-hmm. that's when they're like uh, watching. Yeah, they see like a news or program or something that's talking about like people being scared or you know not scared or whatever you know just yeah. interviewing people about the what they feel like about cops or something like that and which is like tell. i said an- another good like social commentary where one of the people that's talking is like a black guy and he's like you know I've, I've always been afraid of the cops but even more so now and it's one of those things where around this time the movie was made like that was a real thing like there's you know black people have always been targeted by police like there's a certain sector of the commu- black community, I'm sure, that will always not trust police. You know, it's a shitty fucking thing, but it is what it is. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, and honestly, that's one of the reasons that the, the social commentary can hold up to today, too. So totally, you know, totally. It's, it's it's interesting. One of the things that I, you can take away from that is that it's it's. I guess an interesting note to see that they were, you know, commenting on this back when this movie was made, and it's and still going, still on. going yeah. on. So, right, you know, but uh, yeah, I don't. Anyway, I don't want to yeah. get too far off track. But they're talking, you know, uh, McCray basically mentions that he thinks that Jack was set up, that he's innocent, 
um, that he's protecting somebody. He also mentions he thinks the killer could be a re- uh, a retired cop or a detective. Um, but yeah, he basically alludes to that. He thinks that Jack is innocent, that he's protecting somebody. Um, yeah. And we see that we see that further in the next scene where he goes to his cell because he, like you said, he he spends a good portion of the movie in jail. And uh, this is where Frank, you know, spills the beans and tells McCray about Teresa and that she's on duty tonight. Spills the beans. Yeah. Well, and and she's, yeah, it is. Uh, And then you kind of like pick up with her and you find that Mm -hmm. she's, um, you know, Officer Mallory is doing like undercover work. Yeah, uh, as a <laughs> as a lady of the night. <laughs> yeah, she even has her hair like all teased up, and yeah, you know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's absurd. And so, you know, um, there's like a sequence, you know, with where you follow her, uh, kind of going down, like you know, kind of situation, classic dark alley sort of situation. Um, and she's like lighting a smoke, and that's when I believe. Doesn't the maniac attack her? She see, yeah, she sees. So she's oh, no, in the she, alley. Uh, you know, she's dressed up as a prostitute. So there's, she sees the maniac cop walks up. She doesn't realize who it is. She thinks it might be another cop, and she's like, "Oh, hey, you know, I'm actually an undercover cop." Pulls out her badge. The maniac cop, you know, picks her up, throws her to the ground. She fires two shots into him right as McCray, who was looking for her, pulls up into the alley. Um. He fires a bunch of shots into him. Um, so he gets shot. The maniac cop Dude, gets, he gets shot, shot like, like, like at least like six times. I feel like in this, in this sequence is crazy. Yeah. Uh, um, but long story short, the maniac cop kind of just like, uh, like vanishes, not, not like vanishes, like, like, like he disappears into thin air, but, um, they shoot him multiple times. He seems unfazed by it. And then next thing you know, he's gone. Yeah, exactly. It's he's got fucking hella speed on this guy, and then, and you know, even bleeding into the next scene, they, you know, they're talking about obviously what they just experienced, and yeah. uh, Mallory says, you know, like, like it couldn't be a bulletproof vest. I shot him in the fucking head. Like, yeah, you know what she I mean. Al- like, she also mentioned that his hands uh, felt like ice even through the gloves, and that he wasn't breathing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's like there's all these indications that it's like i don't know it's some sort of non not a live human we'll say right right <laughs> uh but the, yeah but you know we don't we learn more about that later but at this point it seems like whoever this is you know he's he's not human he's got some yeah some supernatural some some, yeah, exactly. some crazy sort of like powers of some sort man like i don't know it's it's nuts and uh, yeah. we also forgot to mention that, like, you know, just because they mentioned it a couple of times, like uh, during that whole sequence, McCray gets his hand cut by like the blade and the mm-hmm. blade is kind of an, an interesting prop just because it's like it pops out of like the, the maniacs, like Billy Club or something yeah, like that. It's like, cool. you know, what it, it's it's kind of cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is where uh, McCray kind of follows up. Uh, on some, you know, some investigations or aspects of the investigation, and he finds himself looking for um, a, a female officer. Fucking, yeah, that uh, uh, her name's um, Sally Nolan. You know, yeah, Officer uh, Sally Nolan. 
Teresa basically explains that she's this older lady at the force. You know, she's like the mother hen. Um, she works in like the clerical office and that she's the one person that Teresa had told about the affair. So uh, um, McCray tells her to take the keys to his apartment and go hide out there. And he goes to speak to her. Yeah. And uh, he finds a like, you know, because he's like looking for some information and the computers are down and this and everything. And so like, you know, it's like specifically he's, you know, got to talk to the, her. But it's, you know, there's some characteristics that about her. She has like a, you, you know, like some sort of like leg brace. She walks with a cane. And so mm-hmm. she, she kind of comes off as like, you know, harmless in a lot of ways. Right. Or like not a non-threatening. Not a I'll threat. Say, yeah. You know, that's a, good way to, that's a good way to put it. Um, But like, but at the same time, like, it's like, even from the get-go, you sort of just like, I feel like this person knows something, though. Yeah, like, she's suspicious. Yeah, she just gives off, like, a little bit of a vibe, but, like, not, like, a physically threatening vibe. Like, you don't think she's going to pound you, but, you know, the, anyway, you, you kind of follow up uh, mm-hmm. with her because, you know, McCray kind of starts tailing her, really. Yeah. And uh, discovers that that leads to like a construction site or something it's like a it's like a it's an old like warehouse on a pier yeah. that's uh that's not being used there's like we we hear mention in a little while that it's gonna be like demolished soon but you know you get the feeling that it's like an abandoned uh warehouse just like on this random pier yeah yeah exactly and, and- uh and she has a oh sorry what were you saying I was gonna say you know he followed her for a reason he had his suspicions and his suspicions are um, correct because we see she is speaking to the maniac cops she refers to him as Matt and you know McCray's kind of hiding at a distance and hears all this and while she's talking to Matt um, we learn that he wants to get uh, we don't know why quite yet, but we learned that he wants to get to the mayor and the commissioner and to put an end to this, as she refers to it. Put an end to this. Uh, yeah, well, it's like, it's, you know, classic case of like, like, you know, almost like, a, oh my God, this is like kind of a gone too far, you know? <laughs> like Totally. Like, I was on board until this, until you just started killing everything. Uh, yeah, yeah. She kind of mentions that, like, you know, I thought you were just going to get rid of the scum and the junkies. Exactly. But, uh, but I always said I'd have your back and you know what I mean? So. And then, and then, you know, McCray having kind of like been watching the scenario from afar, sort of uh, gets you know I, I can't remember what it was like a noise was made or something and you know <laughs> they, they like you know uh, Mal, or, god damn dude I'm getting everybody um, Sally here she like turns around and like it's like you know who's there and then just starts firing off <laughs> like that was the fucking surprising she starts gut, like just, just shooting off in that direction so you know McCray scrambles the fuck out of there and shit but mm-hmm. like it was just interesting because it's like all of a sudden you're just like okay so it's how do I say it like at first you weren't really sure what this like kind of supernatural-esque element is going on but like this there's you know it's not just some sort of like ghost like creature or something you know right, it's like right. very like tangible like this you know this person's talking to 
you know this officer or whatever it's it so yeah. kind of helps you like really paint like a a better picture of the fucking maniac if you correct but anyway so this kind of takes you like right back to uh well no this follows you up with um oh my god there's that great moment where like atkins is like running out of the fucking here <laughs> and the officer like startles him from behind and like he has like it's like he pulls his gun out on him or whatever you know and there's just it's like whoa hey hold up like, i was just taking a piss and, yeah <laughs> yeah it's kind of a, a really random funny scene it's just kind of fun when they throw that stuff in there and mm-hmm. but then it comes back you know you kind of follow back up with him back at uh i don't know like the police station doing some more investigating yeah yeah we learn here that you know he's doing some information on a, a on a matthew cordell who we learned was the former officer that you know we they don't really tell you everything that happened but we learned that he for some reason was set up by uh politicians and you know was basically probably something like he was closing in on something that was like going on that was dirty with the police force or at city hall or whatever but they like unjustly imprisoned him in sing sing which i looked up is a it's a maximum security prison that's in uh i don't know if i'm pronouncing the city right but uh osening new york um so yeah we learned we learned that he was imprisoned there we also learned that he was dating this woman who after he uh this happened she threw herself out of a window to try and kill herself and crippled herself oh yeah well that's interesting yeah puts more of the pieces together which you already kind of knew but still (laughs) yes which is kind of yeah if you think about it it's like you you pretty much just learned that like those characters are in this right right before this really anyway. like you, you didn't need those pieces put together but they do it anyway yeah and and then we we get this scene <laughs> that i'm talking about where uh, that i mentioned that they it's literally like a scene for scene replay in both sequels but we see the maniac he's kind of lay, he's not sleeping but he's laying down like uh in this old warehouse he has and we have these flashbacks there's like a shot of uh, a judge like slamming the gavel yeah yeah we get like a an overhead shot of the prison him going in getting walked through and we notice like all of these prisoners are seeing him walking in you know you're led to believe that these are all people that he helped lock up um and then we get like the a great sequence actually where he's in the shower uh these group of inmates come in he fights them off for a little bit but they eventually get the upper hand they stab him in the back and then brutally mutilate his face and slash him up yeah it's gnarly it was gnarly actually heck yeah because like because yeah it's like they after they stab him in the back he kind of like you know slumps down Mm -hmm. and then they just start gashing him like taking like slices at his face and and yeah you see like most of them you know like uh, and yeah it's i don't know it, it's it's an interesting sequence because you know <laughs> i love the classic like maniacs like sleeping like and then you have the dream sequence where all this kind of like you know shows you the backstory but you just know that like something ominous is happening them particularly like when like all those like prisoners like you mentioned were just sort of like you know kind of giving him the stare down as as he's getting walked through yeah. but what the shower sequence was cool 
here's another wrestling reference. One like while they're walking through, one of them even kind of like uh, throws a toothpick at him, like Razor Ramon style. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the shower shit. sequence is good. There's some good choreography in that fight sequence. Dude, rest in peace to Razor Ramon, by the way. Yeah, bro. Oh man, that that was just like a quick thing where one day we learned he was on you know in critical condition he had had a couple heart attacks and then the next day they took him off life support and he was a he's a legend like it's sad yeah i remember i was trying to think not to get too far in the weeds but i had like an old sega genesis wrestling game that like he was one of the characters that was like you know small roster of characters on those but sometimes but he was like razor ramon was on there always looked like a fucking badass you know dude he, he, he was far and away when i was growing up not only was i a fan of him as razor ramon but even more so when he was in wcw and the nwo just as scott hall like he was oh yeah he's one of my all-time favorite characters workers you know yeah he's a legend but yeah so anyway we go back we go back and we see so now uh jack you know who's still in jail gets visited by mallory and mccray uh, they tell him about Cordell and that they plan to visit uh, the chief medical examiner at Sing Sing. So McCray goes to leave and, and leaves them alone for a little while. You know, they start kissing. But then we follow up with McCray, who goes back into the clerical room and starts looking through Sally's purse. But then he gets attacked. Yeah, dude. Uh, it, it's like it, but not by, you know, who you might think he gets attacked by Sally herself. And he, she like wallops the dude, dude. Like she starts beating him with his cane, with her cane and stuff like that, and just like fucking jabbing him. And you see his like hand, like which was already wounded, start bleeding more and stuff. Like you can also tell that she's like unhinged because she's yeah. kind of rambling about how you know he knows and uh, how she's not good for him anymore. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she she beats him down with the cane and. She starts limping out of the room, but she doesn't make it very far before she looks up and notices that there's a, a police officer hanging from the ceiling. Dude, she screams, "He's here!" Yeah, it's great. It's fucking. It's a. It's a great sequence, man. Because like, I honestly just didn't see like that happening. Like, and so she, yeah, she just like, do like maniacs in the fucking building, and then instantly McCray kind of turns turns in like your pops back up and like then the two of them start like kind of moving down the hallway together but maniac busts out and yeah. takes sally through the fucking window <laughs> dude Whoa. the window of a door it's great it's yeah. fucking crazed it just it's happens like so quick beats her to death yeah yeah and then at this point uh like you know um jack and uh fucking ellen no mallory yeah, or like you know, they they're trying to get out of the fucking yeah, jail hear, cell because they hear all this commotion or the interrogation room, and like you see them like the one like the guard or whatever, like she approaches the guard and like he's fucking dead, and then they the one dude the one dude's like I don't know somehow like strung up against the like the mm-hmm. the jail bars like he was like you know well above like normal height yeah. so he was like lifted up there and strung up. Yeah, and, we see even more even more carnage later too, like maniac cop just went through and just butchered everyone in this fucking yeah police precinct it's pretty gnarly mm-hmm. and anyways you know like this also leads to like a fucking interact obviously like an interaction between mccray and maniac yeah, cause, cause, cop because jack tells jack tells mallory to go 
go down to McCray's car and get ready for them because he's going to go look for him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And then I can't remember the dingus's name, bef- like, you know, character name or whatever, but there's like that interaction where like uh, some, I don't know, other officer or whatever is like trying to like pull a gun on Jack. Because well, like, like be- can- well, before that happens, though, we have the fate of uh, of McCray. Because like you said, we go. Oh, yeah. Well, he's getting thrashed and stuff. You're right. Like, yeah, then he, his death is great. He, like, I didn't think he was. I didn't think he was going to die. Like, no, it's, I feel, it's Tom Atkins. Yeah. You think he's going to make it, but he gets killed about, you know, a good chunk through the movie. But he, long story short, he gets beaten up and then thrown through a window and he plummets a couple stories onto a taxi cab to his death. It's a cool and then, like, shot. It, it is. It's a great shot. And then, like you mentioned, Jack comes up, looks out the window, sees it. And then this other cop that we had seen earlier comes up, you know, and obviously thinks that he's the one. Um, that did all this and rightfully so unfortunately but yeah dude you're right like that that whole like sequence with mccray like because because it's it's cool because it starts you know like in the file in the file room or whatever and he's just like just fucking maniac is just thrashing him back and forth and stuff like he just doesn't stand a chance man no and 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 that's like a moment you're just like you feel so fucking like because like you said like like atkins you you feel like you're following him to the end you know totally um and so it's just such a turn in the movie where it's like all of a sudden like dude's fucking out the window literally like yeah uh, and so yeah it's it must uh, it must be up to bruce at this the spruce bruce at this point yeah because because like we said the cop comes up and jack ends up jack ends up like you know he uh, either it was um he's gonna get arrested or he's gonna get out of here somewhere or another so he knocks the cop out grabs his gun runs downstairs there's two other cops that are coming in and he's like he at gunpoint basically tells them to get on the ground so he can leave still proclaiming his innocence and him and mallory uh escape together yeah and like they, they like hop a train or something like that you know like yeah they do they literally like they get on a train and they go uh up to sing sing mm-hmm. right yes they and, do and uh that's when they learn a little bit more about uh, you know, mm-hmm. how we say uh, about the maniac's, you know, life or right post life. Yeah, we we we, we sort of <laughs> learn here that you know, there's also like a short flashback where while he was uh, while the after he was presumably killed in the shower, mm-hmm. you know, during his autopsy, we learned that. Um, there was like faint signs of life and that the uh medical examiner um basically you know went against everything he should have done yeah. and re- and released him to, to uh sally thinking that you know he even explains how when he did it that he he uh thought that he was brain dead and that you know he was just going to give her to sally and that he was going to end up dying anyway essentially yeah uh, it's it's kind of an interesting thing because you're just like I don't feel like he's necessarily at fault because he thought that like the dude was fucking like toast, you know. Totally, totally. But still, but what a weird thing yeah. to do, though. Like you're just right. Like, have the body. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so he get yeah. Like once he's kind of like disco- Once that's discovered, he gets all irate and he's just like you know kicks them out of the o- out of his office mm-hmm. and shit, you know. And and that's when oh that's right. Uh, you get taken kind of back to the city 
Yeah. Where the, uh, the St. Paddy's Day parade is happening. Right. Yeah. And um, <laughs> that's one of the fun facts about this movie I remember is that it's actual footage of this of a St. Patrick's Day parade. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> like like so like that was like whatever year that was like they filmed that was like the year's parade dude it's like (laughs) what a fucking thing what a a random fucking thing to do for a movie like i know oh uh, my god that's so fucking ridiculous and yeah, so you get you know like some intermixed like shots of the parade and stuff come you know through here that's awesome and yeah it's just ridiculous and then you know it kind of follows you and well it's, i guess in it's worth noting that this is like a parade that heavily features like you know dressed to the nines like police officers so so you know basically what maniac's been wearing so mm-hmm. you know they're like his you know it's, it's it'd be a really hard day to pick him out of a fucking crowd well uh, yeah Unless you saw his face, but yeah, true. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, as soon as you see that fucking mug. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, we, we uh, then you we pick go up back. with the commissioner, I guess, right? Yeah, because Mal. So Mal, Jack Mal, waits yeah. out. Jack waits outside, obviously, because he's a wanted man. Yeah. While Mallory goes in to speak with the commissioner and Ridley, and uh, it's not really we we we. I think it's more explained like in the sequels or whatever. But you kind of learn that Commissioner Pike was part of was him and the mayor were behind um cordell getting imprisoned yeah so Um, there's like i mean there's definitely some shifty shit that led to him getting imprisoned totally you know because she because she goes to tell them about cordell you know obviously they don't want to hear it you know um she even goes as far as to warn them that about you know what uh mccray had overheard um but they, yeah, long a typical horror trope. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to believe it. You know, they basically explain. You know, we're gonna have you. We want. We're gonna have you booked and arrested. So they leave, and they leave like an officer with her, who's supposed to be in charge of, you know, booking her. They go to leave, and we. Oh shit! Sorry, I was getting a phone call. Oh um, okay, awesome. <laughs> They walk through uh, some double doors and um, just from out of nowhere, pop up uh, behind them is uh, is a maniac cop and just stabs him to death. Dude, right? Like, I, I, it's it's a cool sequence because, you know, like, it, it's not like right in your face, but it's kind of there, you know? And so it's just sort of funny, like seeing them go through the doors and then boom. And next thing you know, like after like a few stabbing motions and some kerfuffle, you see the maniac cop come out with a bloody blade and like blood all over his, yeah. hand, his hand and shit. It's and a cool just, shot. It is. It's cool. And meanwhile, this fucking officer that's supposed to be watching, you know, fucking Mallory is just like trying to, I don't know, like, He's, he's just being so casual like you know he's just like sitting down there they're just talking and uh anyway the next thing you know maniac cop comes it's like yeah he he, he handcuffs that they're handcuffed together oh, yeah, they he, get yeah. handcuffed together and they start walking but yeah yeah maniac cop pops out again stabs him in the stomach and kind of like disappears again so we get this scene where she like is dragging him she makes it into another room she sees jack out the window uh, she ends up uncuffing herself, busts a window, 
and then Cordell breaks through the door. Yeah, and, dude, tears that fucking door apart. Yeah, and they, uh, you know, she makes it out the window um, as, pol- pol- as police see that, and then they also, a group of police see Jack. Um, they run over and swarm him. You know, they put him in cuffs, and they throw him in the back of a police van. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. And she she ends up making it down off the roof. Uh, you know, Cordell pops up into the van, drives off with Jack in the back seat, and Mallory hops into a cruiser with another police officer, and they follow. Yeah. And yeah, we get a, a, a one of the a standard tort kind of standard you know chase scene where hijinks ensue yeah cars get smashed one car even does a, the classic like hit something and flips over and lands on it at the top <laughs> no no, ex- <laughs> no explosion though no um and like like you mentioned so jack's in the back handcuffed and that's another thing about this uh this sequence i remember uh bruce campbell was stated something like you know like that was you know that's definitely him in the back of that truck getting thrashed around there was no body double and he was like that like i can't remember what they like the question was that you know the interviewer had asked that led to this but he was basically alluding he's like i could not do any sort of physical work like that these days you know uh but yeah it's like apparently that's just him like there was no stunt double for him like he just he was just back there getting fucking hammered (laughs) damn really yeah but you know it's 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 for you know a random for the a car chase sequence in this movie like near the tail you know it's 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 kind of cool like i think it's pretty dope that they it's entertaining yeah yeah exactly it's it's just inter- a good entertainment and i just love the the you know every now and then the visual of just the white gloved hands again just like right in the wheel or something you know it's just fucking ridiculous that's cool though that that like he did his own stunt work because i wonder how like if that was to happen in real life and you're just in the back like that cuffed up like that Dude, would if, yeah you'd just be bouncing around like a pinball that would not be fun no man i feel like you'd be lucky if you walked away with like a like a fucking right concussion or a, something you yeah, know like i was just gonna say a concussion or a brain contusion or a broken no- something yeah uh, but yeah but so they, they yeah they basically chase, they get, is it does they do they go back to the pier yeah pier 14 uh, uh. <laughs> <Pure> <laughs> <fourteen>. <laughs> yeah they get back to the, so they go back to the pure <laughs> the pure and um you know like there's like a, a shot of like maniac he's like grabs an axe and he starts trying to break down the door that jack's you know mm-hmm. of the truck that jack's locked in yeah, uh we, clearly trying to get at him yeah we see mallory and the other police officer drive up mm-hmm. they hop out he calls for backup Dude. um Jack ends up making it out of the back of the uh, the van. Mallory uncuffs him. Um, the other cop like runs up, but uh, maniac cop picked up the shotgun that Mallory had and just blasts the other cop. Yeah. And the cop just hilariously flies backwards, like dude gets <laughs> toasted. <laughs> just yeah, he like it was like a kapoof. yeah. Like, I just go flying. Yeah. And oh, you also, I mean, like, there's a great shot where um, Maniac picks Jack up by the fucking collar. And you, I think it's the first time you really see his full on face in like the light. Yeah, and it's do. like, he almost like, but it's funny because it's when Mallory like runs up and like he almost like hisses at her or something. He's like, ah. 
Because <laughs> he can't. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. He doesn't speak. But yeah. But anyway, so like, yeah, Jack gets thrashed around by the fucking maniac for a while, mm-hmm. and then you know, like, maniac starts trying to drive out of there. Yeah, because like, because we hear the sirens. Uh, um, we hear the sirens approaching. Um, and you know he gets this look on his face and hops in the van like he wants to escape again and get yeah. away. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but in like a, in like an action movie sort of way. This <laughs> Jack, sequence is yeah. so good, dude. It's so fucking good. You, do you want to speak about it? Oh yeah, let me tell. Uh, so okay, so Jack like Jack like basically as maniacs get out, Jack like hops on the fucking like side of the car, the driver's side, you know, and he's like wrestling like you know with the fucking maniac as he's driving out, and you know maniac busts out of the fucking warehouse doors. they're heading towards you know wherever and then like the maniac just gets impaled by this gigantic i don't know rod of some sort (laughs) yeah it's some sort of like hanging pipe and it's the only time in the movie that he it looks like on his face that he's exhibiting pain yeah he's like It makes this like yeah, and and then the van just had careened straight for the end of the dock, and in this great moment, you see Bruce jump off the fucking van, and the van like just flip. launches and just fucking sails into the water. Man, it's just like I wonder if it's he did epic. that stunt. I wonder if he. I don't. I doubt that he did that stunt too. But whoever he did, like. Just the way the person like flipped, did like a flip off of the of, off of the van as it's flying. As you, I love that word, careens into the water. <laughs> it's a great shot, dude. You're right. Like that flip, it's just like it's perhaps one of the one of the the funniest little moments like that you get. Yeah, it's just it's so just quick. Like a, like a whoop. <laughs> yeah, and then we we see like it's presumably later that day. They're they have a crane down there. They fish the. Uh, van out of the water yeah um and they investigated and cordell's not in there and then we get like a classic uh horror movie ending where it pans down to the water and you see this hand just like (laughs) 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 no dude it's so good oh my god yeah they're like just the hand on the pillar and then it just like freeze frame stops on it Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it! I love it, dude. Yeah. This movie was this movie was fucking like it's a fun movie, man. Like yeah, it, and it go, it goes by pretty quick too. It really does, and there's just you know I think it's really uh, it it's like a it's like you said kind of actiony the mm-hmm. the ending of it, but like it really kind of like I don't know it keeps it ends with energy too, and I, that's why I think it's fun, sort of fun. You know, I I, I can see like why I don't know I can see why they could continue to make like general yeah. movies in this series but I I definitely recommend watching this if you have just like you know an hour and a half to kill and you're just like you know you want to watch something that's kind of just entertaining it's a fun entertaining movie with like we said you can't go wrong with Bruce Campbell and Tom Atkins uh, there's some great moments uh, you know there's some funny moments there's some yeah, it's, it is more like a, like an action heavy, uh, you know, yeah, it's like an action. Yeah. But I mean, but it's cool action like that, like, like, like legitimately like that car chase at the end. 
uh that whole sequence is like it's a it's a fairly well done like car ch- yeah. chase and like that was indicative of the times man like car chases used to be fucking huge in movies <laughs> like, it's true it's, that's what i'm saying it's, yeah. it's very true they still Dope. are sometimes but yeah yeah but yeah, yeah i definitely they, i definitely think this is this was a good a good pick man it like, also as we were as we were you know we discussed in one of the one of the last episodes when we were going through the 80s how there's a maniac cop and then the next year uh someone made a movie called psycho cop which is like to say <laughs> the same premise i want to see i want to seek that out and watch it and see like how if it how deserves he, to be on here also <laughs> if it's either if it's similar or different or what or just just it's just hilarious i, I think it's great in horror when like i when similar things like that happened, like I remember when snakes on a plane came out, there was like a a straight to DVD movie called snakes on a train. Like when ghost ship came out, there was a straight to DVD movie called ghost boat. Like there's always like similar (laughs) ghost boat. (laughs) There's there's always like similar concepts like that. So no, it's true. It's true. (laughs) I just, just to lackluster ghost Ghost boat. boat. Yeah. Oh my fuck! Oh god! Yeah, the, uh, I, I I think it's I like I said I think it's funny that I you know like this this movie has like a couple of random like you know like the St. Patty's Day parade and shit in it like just yeah. moments like that like it it just it, intermixed with the, some of the social commentary that still stands up as well as the entertainment value like totally why the fuck not check this shit yeah it's fun it's fun hell yeah um how many so you use oh, this yeah. you use this phrase a, <laughs> a, a little while ago the, the chef's kiss you know mm-hmm. we've talked about it so uh how many chef's kisses would you give would you give this this movie oh wow um honestly i'd probably give it like two and a half uh <laughs> two and a two and a half uh, chef kiss slow motion shots of a man putting a nightstick into his <laughs> belt out of five. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I would, I would similarly, I would say just for some of the laughs I get out of it, I would give it like three and a third chef's kiss flips off of the front of a, a careening mm, van mm. Uh, out of, out of, seven yeah okay <laughs> yeah, yeah fair. Fair. we did we, you know, good judgment this week on both of our parts right uh all right you fucking corn dogs well uh you know thanks for listening as always make sure yeah. you uh you, you know you keep along because we're gonna we're before you know it we're gonna hit 50 and we got some we got something in the works for 50 that's for sure uh yeah but gosh dude like I'm, I'm just like, I, you know, I just, I keep like every, no, no, I just got to say it again. I keep looking forward to, to this every week. So I appreciate everybody listening. I appreciate you being here with me. Fitz. like, yeah, this is just too. fucking Thank great, you. man. Uh, but on that note, I guess we'll leave this episode there. We'll have another movie for you next week. And before yeah. you know it, we'll have another one after that, but right. in, be- in between watch horror, stay scary. You got any last words, my friend? I'm, you know, I'm going to go see uh, a movie I've been looking forward to for a while now. I'm going to go see uh, X tonight, and I'm really oh. fucking stoked. You know? Dude, I can't wait to hear about it. 
tell me about it next time we talk. I will. Hell yeah. All right. Well, good night. All right.